We always, I always have to get everyone dancing just a little bit. <laughs> no me. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Hello, everybody. I am Paulette Reese-Denis. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. So happy to see you again and be here in the new year. This is my 25th episode. I did 24 last year. I made my goal and that was just rocking. It was super awesome. And I really thank all of you for continuing to show up and watch. Um, I love comments. Um, so if you have any comments, you please leave them or you can PM me with questions. Um, and you know, participation is awesome. So today, I get to bring you a, a wonderful woman who I met last year, and I'm going to fade my song now. See, life will never be the same. Just a great theme right there. And so, here she is, <laughs> over there, <laughs> Katherine Johnson, and her company is called Spark. Um, She's going to tell you a little bit about it. But what I love that she says is you change the world by being yourself. And she is, well, probably you've gotten lots of different names for what you do. Image consultant, um, wardrobe facilitator, goddess extraordinaire. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, lots of titles. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read her bio and then um, give you a little bit of her background, and then she can tell us all about stuff. Um, focused on teaching people how to decipher the unconscious messages broadcast through their presence, Catherine unlocks the psychology of our appearance to teach why and how you, why how you look creates the filter through which everything you say and do is evaluated. Earning her undergraduate degree from Princeton University and her graduate degree from Lewis and Clark College, competing as a professional squash player. <laughs> wow, where'd that come from, right? 
Um, Catherine draws on social psychology, competitive athletics, and storytelling to inspire you to show up powerfully in all areas of your life with confidence, authenticity, and courage. With grace, humor, and a passion for connection, Catherine inspires you to change the world by being yourself. I just love that. I think that is a beautifully written bio, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I got to turn my volume up here. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you great. Great. Awesome. Um, I just love what you do and what you bring to the world. And I think it's so, it's so important for, you know, and I've been someone who's always been into costumes. Uh, having been on stage all my life, I have all kinds of costumes. I have rock and roll costumes, I have belly dance costumes, and I have Paulette costumes. <laughs> like my big fuzzy here. Uh, but I love the idea of how having people look at you for being you and not for what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. It's that distinction between being remembered or being noticed for the clothes and being remembered for you, right? And the energy and the connection that people felt when they were in your presence or they were on your website or they're interacting with you through Facebook, whatever that medium is, it's that people feel a connection with you and everything about your, your appearance is acting as a frame. Mm -hmm. That's super powerful. Mm. And I think people forget because they do get super excited about clothes and they want to make a statement with their clothes as opposed to making a statement of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. The, the piece that, um, you know, one of the pieces that, that makes the work I do a bit different from just kind of a, a standard, you know, image consultant or, or a stylist is I spent my apprenticeship working with a Bay Area psychologist who was an image consultant. Um, but her focus and what really got me, because I'll, I'll be honest, like I never saw myself when I was 20 years old and doing my you know, undergraduate degree, that this is where I'd be 20 some years later was working in this field that deals with like the clothes we put on our body. I, I thought I'm too deep for that. <laughs> like, I, I want to make a difference in the world. I've got, you know, I've got an impact to make. And so it was always looking you know, out there. And then when I ended up in this place, I connected with this work because it was, how are you showing up in your life? Can people really see you? Are you hiding in plain sight? And Oh, those are such great statements. Yeah. It, it landed with me as well because I was hiding in plain sight and I didn't, I didn't know it. It's like, it's so hard for us to see ourselves that when I was given this space and I happened to be a time in my life that was, there was a lot of transition. I was making changes. I was entering a new chapter and I would never have even considered that I was unconsciously putting up an invisible wall. And I was saying, don't see me. Cause I looked really great. I've always been into style and clothes and thought it was this very artistic expression. And my parents were artists. And so I was very comfortable with, with how I was showing up or if I thought so. And so that's what, when we get to that level of conversation of, okay, not just are you creating a good outfit or a bad outfit, but can people see you? Because some people hide behind their clothes and they don't know it or they push people away. It's almost like the outfit is so overpowering through colors or design lines that it literally creates this barrier 
because there's visual static. There's all these things that as animals, we're kind of have our radar up and we're detecting. And if things are off or they're incongruent, we don't even know it's happening, right? That, I love that. I just love that hiding, hiding behind your clothes. Wow. Uh, I wonder, boy, I have to think about that some more. You know, just having been in that kind of rock and roll world on stage a lot, you know, a lot of what I put on was really important mm-hmm. the band. Yeah. Back in those days. And of course, the belly dance costuming is a whole different thing, but it's still... Uh, just, you know, what do we wear and what are we presenting? And it's all about presence, right? But right. You know, what's interesting is one of the things in my dance classes, um, I would always have the women make their, have them put their hair up. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to see them. I didn't yeah. want to see this. Yes, yes. And they can never understand it. I'm like, no, I want to see you and I want to see your body. I want to see how you move. Yeah. Hair up, right? Don't be your hair. Yes. I think your background is fascinating, Paulette, because there are, like, you can look from where you sit now and make those distinctions and understand when something played a role or how you use, um, you know, this second skin to, to play a role or to embody something. And it really can be transformational. And like you're saying, there's also a time and place where all of a sudden, if it's a distraction or it's actually getting in the way of people connecting with you and your business... Mm-hmm. Or it can be in your personal life, in relationships, you know, the kinds of people you attract into your life. If all of a sudden it's a facade that people, it takes people multiple, multiple attempts to get through, to get to like the heart of who you are, sometimes you don't get five or six chances, right? right? And I, yeah, you get one. And I have a client specifically when you talk about the hair. Sometimes I think, because I have the tendency when my hair gets like, it's like Lego hair. It looks like literally you've like plunked it on my head. So I, now I think about that for everybody. But I have clients who they use their hair, at, like it's like Lego hair for like, this is my femininity. And it had its own identity. And it was, it, it was almost like a crutch because you could tell, you're like, wow, all I can tell is there's like that hair is important. And it wasn't about you know, we connect with people through our faces and the energy in our eyes and everything comes here. And so if you're shrouding it or you're using your hairstyle to be like, look at my hairstyle, you're making extra steps for people to actually potentially connect with you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. You must see so much in all your, your areas of your life. I think you probably have tons of anecdotes of things that you've seen, right? <laughs> I've been around a little bit. <laughs> well, just because you've, you've been in such interesting realms from the, the rock realm to the belly dancing, you know, there's so much around the, the femininity and the women, you know, like you're saying, very intentional about see your face, right? Don't hide behind your hair. Yeah. No matter how great it looks, that's the thing. Sometimes we have to dig beyond, does someone look put together or not to really get to that energetic level? And. Um, you know, just the, the idea that sometimes you don't get more than one try, and especially for a lot of business women who mm-hmm. are presenting themselves and yeah. maybe they're looking to get a new client or to be hired for something and they do only get that one try. Right. And I think um, 
you you work predominantly with business women is that correct or do you work with everybody or i mean i've i've had men who after you know when i work with women they're like can you do that can you do that for me can you help me and if and i can my heart is in i love helping women especially women in business who are majority of my clients that that i love working with are in their 40s in their 50s in their 60s so they're over 40 because they're they're women who have a couple chapters under their belt and where they are now it is so imperative to them that they be themselves they've been really great chameleons their whole lives they've had success they know what it's like to be seen as competent and to to um have success but there was a cost potentially right they they almost like cut off parts of themselves to reach that success in earlier life and now they're totally committed to being themselves inside and out and so they want that alignment and they want to eliminate any of those barriers that they could have been putting up and just to know what makes them radiant and i do think that that through the phases of womanhood, you know, from mm-hmm. from the maiden, the mother, and the crone. You know, yes, yes. Into my crone years, I totally get that. That you probably couldn't have told me that when I was twenty or thirty or even forty. Mm-hmm. Because it is a different phase of life, and it and it, it does hit me different. And I've been through a lot of life, so there's a whole different realm of experience. Right. And to find out what you said about being radiant when you're at this age and of course women are are working older and they're living longer and you know life is different than it was 20 30 40 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, so i think that's so cool that women in those age brackets are still wanting to be to present and to be radiant and to be Mm -hmm. goddesses and beautiful crones yes I'm done. I'm over now. I'm 60. Oh, that giving up and that, that look, you know, it, that's the thing. Besides our words, so much of what we're broadcasting to the world, like our value, how we want to be treated, we create through all these other um, avenues besides just our words. And so there's this ability to telegraph, don't see me or I've given up or I don't have anything to contribute. And I feel that women have so much to contribute and there's so much perspective and there's so much wisdom and there's this joy because especially as women get older, they start to really release the stuff that doesn't matter. They get this yes. great perspective that's kind of like, F it. Like, yeah. I want to make a difference in the world. I'm not going to take crap and I'm not going to put up with all the, you know. And so they, there's this like opening up and awakening and then when we can like really facilitate, you know, it's like a 360 degree, just all embodying who they are and that there's that energetic alignment. It's like, watch out world. And so in business, that's where I find women starting a new business. You know, they're in some new chapter and it's so fun. Yeah. Super fun. And the same thing with my coaching clients. Most mm. of my clients are also in those age brackets. Yeah. It's time to live a different way or to live fuller or deeper and want more yes wanting more there is more to life you know we've shut down and we've hid you know um for years and now here we are and watch out freaking world right (laughs) right right or 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 we've like 
we've shown up as some other version of ourselves because that's what people expected of us. You know, we knew, okay, this is what's expected. Instead of coming out with, I'm going to bring all of who I am because that is when the magic happens, right? That's the sweet stuff. So, you know, for me, what, one of the things that has been so moving and the way I look at it. And I think, you know, my, I, I lost my father very early, like right after college in my twenties. And I think that immediately was a big shakeup in terms of what am I doing with my life? Like what's important. Um, and, and this quote, I don't know if you've heard this is a woman who was, a um, from Australia who worked in hospice and she would care for the dying. And she wrote a book called the five regrets of the dying. Mm. And the number one regret that she witnessed, right, as being being there with people as they as they left this life was, I wish I'd led more of the life that was true to me mm. instead of doing what other people expected of me. Number one regret. And so that motivates me to think I can do goosebumps. <laughs> what? It's like so profound in the in, in, in for every person at every moment to stop and say, Am I fully being myself? Am I leading the life that I want to live? Am I showing up as my best self, right? And doing, there's all these avenues. And, and this happens to be one doorway because every day we put on the second skin right. and we're telling something to the world. And more than that, we're telling something to ourselves. Absolutely. So I want connection with self so that then when you go out in the world, you are open and approachable and you're real and everything is authentic about what you're communicating. Mm. Yeah. So good. So juicy. And, and it is something that, you know, especially for some women who work from home, like me, most of the time I'm home and I'm on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. I could get up and I could wear my sweats all day. And sometimes I do, but I also mm -hmm. find that if I put on something that I love and I feel good in and I prepare myself for the day, even if I'm, no one's going to see me, mm -hmm. see me. Mm -hmm. right? and I feel really good doing my work that way. Right. Sometimes if I stay slobbed out, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> right. And sometimes it's a good thing. I mean, sometimes it's really nice to be all ratty. <laughs> Well, and isn't that part of, you know, one of these perks of being an entrepreneur, if you get to, if, if you work from home is, you know, you have that freedom and, you know, if it was every day, I'm going to put myself, you know, all gussied up and, you know, in a suit every day, I'd be like, well, why am I, <laughs> don't I have some free will here for how I'm going to show up every day? And I think you're, you're absolutely right is there is a difference. You can notice a difference in how you feel how you're valuing yourself in your work, just when you put a little intention to it, right? We talk so much about intention. It's like, this is the very start of your day. And I have days where all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm still in my pajamas and I'm working, it's two o'clock. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, okay, how do I want my day to flow? And I, and I really get into that mindset of, okay, I'm working on these few big things and you know, I, I'm not in a, it, in a, a black tie dress, but I put on my jeans and a something I feel good in and I get in that frame of mind. It's the thing that I think is a problem is sometimes people just don't think or realize that this, this has an effect, right? 
it's part of how you see yourself, how you're presenting yourself, um, the value of the work you're doing. It's just all, it's like, it's kind of like that internal thinking, you know, how much we say it's like, what are your thoughts that impacts your success? Mm -hmm. This is one of those ways of what are you thinking about? How, you know, um, and I see too many people, especially entrepreneurs, um, it's not part of the equation for them. And you are out to change that. <laughs> I'm out to change that, really, because I think you change the world by being yourself. I just keep coming back to that, and it's that best version of yourself. Right, and that's ultimately what we all want to present and to be. Mm -hmm. to, to present who I truly am, yes. Yeah not something else and and it's so we have that choice you know only we can make that choice for ourselves and sometimes people forget that too that's that's always a biggie with my clients is like you have the choice yeah there's a ton of choice and for women it's almost like we have too much choice when it comes to what we put on our bodies right it's like there's the spectrum of choice can be overwhelming and, and that's why I think you know a lot of women I meet they open their closet in the morning and the the energy they feel is a groan mm. they're just like Ugh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's choices it's they look and they see past versions of themselves right their closet represents all these old lives and maybe <laughs> the statistic is we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time so you have like this graveyard and it's past versions of you oh, or maybe it's things you wanted to be. And so you look into this graveyard, what would it be like? I, I move people into a hell yes zone. You're going to own fewer things, but it's going to be what lights you up and it's a hell yes. Yeah. Imagine starting your day that way and really knowing how you want to show up, the qualities you want to express and that you can find it right in front of you. It isn't this like, oh, it'll happen in a year, five years, or when this happens, or when I lose 10 pounds. What if you were as radiant and joyful and connected to yourself as possible right now? Right? How great would that feel? That's what we want. <laughs> what we want all the time. Yeah. So good, it's so good. Well, how, okay, so you, you have a, a background and how did you get to where you are right now? It was not linear. I will tell you that it has been one of those, you know, when kids like start here and get to the end and you yeah. kind of move all around. I've had one of those, which has been great. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, yeah. So when I was, when I was at Princeton, I studied comparative religion, which really sets you into no career <laughs> good old good old humanities liberal arts education um and i i worked in the private sector for a while um in my 20s and in client relations and actually now that i look back i realize how much of the work i did when i was younger was about connecting with people right and and i see regardless of if it's in uh i was in the financial services for a while, then online media, during the internet bubble in San Francisco. People want to feel seen, heard, and valued. That is no matter what kind of work you do, connecting with people and being real. People crave authenticity. And so um, 
for me, that meant taking a step into education. That, that desire to make a difference in the world, I went into education and teaching because I knew there was you know, direct link in terms of impacting lives when you're working in, with children. So I did that for a while. And then um, after my kids were born, I put things on pause while they were, while they were young. And then that was that turning point for me that was, okay, what's next, right? Because I could look back and see, okay, here's what got me to this point. And I knew things weren't going to be the same moving forward. And I hit a couple major life transitions. Um, one, I, my marriage uh, ended after 10 years. So all of a sudden I was um, single mom um, on the other side of divorce. And I knew I wasn't going to go back into the classroom. And so I hit this, oh my God, what am I going to do? Who am I? Right. And I'd done one kind of work and yet I knew there were a million other things out there. And I started looking at, you know, the, the lifestyle that um, I needed and I wanted would come where I needed to create more freedom. Right. And that financial freedom and the freedom of, a, of the schedule that I needed to make. Um, and so it was my therapist who I'd been working with for a while, who when I was kind of going through this, you know what, I'm looking at, I have friends in corporate, I don't feel like that's the path I wanna go down. Um, she said, I wanna tell you about a woman who has an apprenticeship, if you'll like let me use three minutes of our time. And I was like, okay. And she said, it's a woman who is a psychologist, who's an image consultant. And I did, I jumped in and I said, I'm too deep for image consulting. I would not want to talk about clothes all day. <laughs> and she said, no, no, no. And she'd known me because we'd been working together for a couple of years. She said, no, this is about how are you showing up in the world? So for me, I had like a gut feeling where I was like, wow, this is powerful, right? These concepts of are we hiding in plain sight? Uh, what, are we, what are we broadcasting to the world? And how does that play out in our lives? It, it, hooked me enough to have a conversation um, and that led to committing to an apprenticeship and to train one-on-one uh, -on -one with this with this woman Barbara Carroll so that was taking a huge leap that was like jumping into the deep end of I'd never been an entrepreneur before I was doing a, a new line of work right and learning a new skill set and the thing that was the same was I was teaching Right. It's just now I was working with adults. I love building curriculum. I love getting people from point A to point B. So were there some things that I could draw on? And then once I got into the work, I saw how all the other places in my life that I'd been informed who I was, right? And exactly how I'm doing this work like no one else can do. Right. I can I can meet another image consultant doing really great work. Her life is also informing how she creates and, and executes the work the way she does, right? So, and so it's that integration of ourselves that as I look back, I don't feel like, oh, it's just these random different pieces of my life. They have all come and integrated together and they make sense. Isn't that really cool. It took, me a, it took me some time to see that because I used to think, oh, you know, here are all these bits floating around in my life. And now you start to see how they, they become this tapestry, like they weave together and it's very cool. That's beautiful. That I, I totally relate to that because that's been how my whole life has been too. It's like, 
I can even remember my father saying to me, when are you going to just do one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And now they're weaving Mm. together and see, it's all making sense. And even now still things keep coming together, you know, and I keep trying something new and it keeps coming together and that's beautiful. Yeah. That's so great. That's what I think is that wisdom that comes with, (laughs) you have to just get some life under your belt, right? You get going and each thing all of a sudden shapes and influences and makes you see the world in a, through a certain lens that can help others. Yeah. Fantastic. And so what, what has been in, in your recent, in recent years, what's been yeah. hard? What's been the hustle? What's been obstacles? Yeah, definitely. I think it's so great that you go there because being an entrepreneur, I was just talking about this last night with my partner, like, it has its own challenges, right? It's like there's not um, not without them. And, you know, I think being the kind of entrepreneur that spends, you know, time working from home and being in being solo, there's the getting getting in my own head, right? Getting in my own head in terms of what's the story I'm telling right now, whether if, if all of a sudden it's a day where, I'm, you know, it's like, Going from states of euphoria and excitement and expansion and loving it and the vision and connecting and, you know, making that impact and seeing the transformation in clients and just knowing, wow, this is, this is work at the level that I wanted. It's transformational, right? Like people go off and they're like, the way they carry themselves in the world shifts. And that's what I want. I want to support people who have a difference to make in the world. And then the next day... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next day that like, I don't know where that all went, but all of a sudden now it is like clinging to the side of the cliff. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I look around, I'm like, okay, I'm in the same space. I'm in the, like what changed, but it is, there are those peaks, right. And it's constantly, it's, it's moving, right. You're never just stuck in one place, but that means when you're here, you're also at some point going to dip down and then it's going to go. And so you, you know, you and I know the, the, the metaphor, like stay on the train. Right. But wow. It, it's, that's a, that's a ride. It's a ride. You go to that bottom of that ride and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and that's why what you're doing and providing this and having a conversation about it, because now I, now I have colleagues, friends that I can call who are also (laughs) on their own place in the ride and they get it right. When you can, when you can kind of get it out and be like, Ooh, here's what I'm feeling today. It has, it, it, you know, it has less power. You kind of shine that light into those dark corners on the days where, you're really wrestling with, with that. And you, um, don't, you know, I don't feel quite so overwhelmed when I can call someone and be like, Oh my God, here's the, here's what's coming up today. Right. So that internal game, that mindset piece, really getting tools for that. That's, you know, that's a big piece. And then the hustle of, to be honest, like for me, I, there's part of me that's like, you know what? I just want to do great work and just like magically have people. <laughs> I love it. Magically. 
I want that magic. The, to me, there's a hustle around get the the shameless, you know, self promotion of the of the work of the business. And someone once was like, "Why would you want to do it with shame? Of course, it should be shameless. You don't want to have any shame around it, right? But just being in that space of you got to get it out there. It is doing no one any good if it is staying within your four walls. And that's a stretch. That's always pushing the growth boundary. Like I've learned, I love speaking. And so, you know, I, I'm fairly introverted um, and need my quiet time. I also love to speak and it's not as a performer. I don't have that a background of performing, although I really appreciate people who have that. It's such an art. Um, I just love that connection with an, with an audience. And so speaking over the course of my business has become a big part of my business model. And so that's a way to get out in front of people. And speaking is so great because, you know, one of the things you're immediately positioned in front of an audience, you're not networking um, in the same way because you're actually holding the mic. You're immediately positioned in people's eyes as an expert. And so whether it's a group of five or, you know, 500, speaking has been a way that I've hustled, one, by just getting the courage and the, like, the ability to know what I'm going to say and then to say yes to opportunities, to big opportunities that when they came scared the shit out of me and saying yes to them and then figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, figure it out after you say Have it. you done some of that? You know that feeling? Oh, of like... I, know. I, I, I still know that feeling. What am I doing here? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And then it's great. It's great. But there is a, there is a few moments. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's, it's so true. You know, it's like, we just want to do the work that we do, mm -hmm. but unless you have, you know, that full-time team who's out there publicizing you and getting you the gigs, you have to do it yourself as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur. Yeah. And, and that gets, that gets really rough sometimes, you know, doing the marketing and, you know, the, the connections and the emails and the blog posts. And I mean, there's things that I love to do. Mm -hmm. and there's things that's like, God, do I have to do that one more time? Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. The DIY hustle, the, that's a big part of it. And it's kind of like sometimes, yeah, I have fun with it. I love the idea of how can you make things a game or, you know, it's it just, here's what, here's what I'm doing. And, and the more, for me, because I do like to have a lot of things going on, constant journey for me of like, how do I create some structure around the things that have to get done so that I actually have more freedom? Right. Yes. And that doesn't come naturally to me, right? So when we look behind the curtain, it's kind of like, oh, I love every day to be a surprise. Like, <laughs> and I've just really learned that's one of those... You know, no matter how many people told me because they didn't want to save me from going through that, I'm not the place where I'm like, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. That's really true. I'm so I freedom through the structure and routine so I can have freedom in other areas of my life. Yeah. My word is focus. Yeah. Because, and, and this is something that I've been um, dealing with actually a lot this past year and more this year 
and I'm really getting on it. I'm finally getting on it and it feels really good, but it was hard. And I am a very free spirit mm -hmm. you know? and I'm based on improvisation. I mean, my dance is all based on improvisation. Yeah. creating in the moment, creating in the moment. And I always say, if you can improv, you can change the world because yeah. it's problem solving. But sometimes it creates problems <laughs> in the business world because there's no structure. Right. And so that to me too is also the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting that getting that focus and that scheduling thing down and that structure and the to-do list and but make it so fun and make it yours. Yeah. I think I think something that I I love to see what people are doing, what other people are doing. Women, you know, entrepreneurs, what what are you doing? How are you doing that? You know what's the outcome and I'm just so curious I love it I love all aspects of it mm -hmm. uh, but then how do I take it and make it mine which is kind of the same thing as coming back to how do you present yourself mm -hmm. right you got to make it yours you got to make your work yours you got to make your business yours yours you got to be you yes absolutely and 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 I think that that comes, like you said, of seeing what's out there. You guys see the choices, different business models, you know, really be curious. It takes being really open and curious and then bringing it back to what, what is, what is you, right? And so, um, you know, I'd love to know a way around some of this. Sometimes I just think... I've learned my styles. I have to experience something sometimes and be like, okay, no, that's not it for me. But only through experience, sure. right? It's really, you know, dipping a toe in um, or trying something, committing to it, but knowing, okay, in three months, six months, I can shift gears. That's the thing. There's the freedom to shift gears. However, you have to commit to something, but we can't commit to it all at once. Right. And with what I feel as an entrepreneur is there's so many choices out there. Oh, if you just use this marketing tool, oh, if you just do this. You know, I was just saying for me, speaking, speaking is not going to be the thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's something that I found, right? It lights me up, it energizes me. Um, I like being in that live moment, connecting with an audience. I've learned that. But I could have done a year of speaking and at the end been like, no, I'm going to go a different route because that wasn't it. But when you're trying to do like all of them at once, I think it stretches everyone. It stretches you so thin. Well, and then you can't put your full passion behind it. All mm -hmm. of it. And it mm -hmm. didn't out, right? Yeah. Um, I love, I love to watch you talk because I love to see your passion come out. So, <laughs> so good. And that's part of it too, is like, we got to remember what it is, why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. you know, it's the love of what we do. It's the passion. It's what feeds us to present this work to the world. I agree. That's when I'm, when I'm feeling contracting about getting the work out there, mm -hmm. I've, I figured out, I have to get back to what is the contribution I want to make in the world? And so why is it important? Why? Why? Yeah. I, I, I tell my, my clients and my, my dancers, it's like, I kind of sound like a two-year-old. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Go deeper. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, keep going. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I know. They're like, Paula, you make me go so deep. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's so true. It's like when you know why you do what you do, everything makes more sense. Yeah. So it's yeah. that, yeah, it's that purpose and it's that core. I mean, we, we keep saying the word connection, but I think it's so true. It's like connecting to your why, it's connecting to the purpose you want to make, the contribution. Um, I bring that in with my work of just like, what are the qualities? Like, why is it important for you to be seen? How do you want to be seen? Um, and for people to know, so they have a starting place, right? It isn't, oh, today I'm going to suit up as this version of myself or this other one. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that incongruent living is exhausting. And so when there's incongruence in your appearance in terms of it's your one version of yourself this day, another version the other, it gets to be exhausting. And so many of my clients, I had a woman who came and she's like, there's two versions of me. I, she had a very successful business. She was already established. And she said, there's business Shannon and there's the real Shannon. Mm -hmm. And business Shannon suits up and wears armor every day. Wow. And she said, I can't do it anymore. It's so exhausting. And she was getting the results and, you know, but there was a ceiling on it. And once she made that commitment to say, I want to be the real Shannon all the time. I want to come through in my business. I want people to feel the energy of it. It's not just, here's how I show up to get, to close the deals. Everything changed, right? Her conversion rate went like through the roof, unheard of. She went from a 30% conversion to a 74% conversion. Awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. And the best part, like this is the why behind why I do the work. She said, wow, I felt so much more relaxed and I felt like it was easier for people to connect with me. And she was trying less, right? It was not as, not as much effort to construct something. Mm -hmm. She didn't know how, right? So it's all about, you know, getting support. I know you and I both uh, have gotten support for our businesses. It's like in all these areas, you should have all these buckets, you know, where you figure out where's the support that you need to get the tools to kind of take you to that next step for your business. And this is one for a lot of business owners and they forget to, they forget to invest in it, right? Their personal brand, how they're showing up, how they're communicating the value of their work. And then the work that you do, right? You're coaching clients. Mm -hmm. They're making that commitment because like, what do you hear for them? What, what do you think, um, how would they complete that blank of why they say yes to you? Yeah. You know, people get so afraid to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. I hear it all the time. Oh, I can't afford that. I can't do that. But it's when you take that step and you say, okay, I need help and I can do this. And mm -hmm. you're the person for me, you know. You, you, you look around and you check things out and you find, okay, I want to work with you and this is for me and I'm willing to invest because the outcome is going to be so much bigger and so much better. Yeah. And that's just amazing when people can do that, when they just get that fear. Right. I can't, I won't, I won't mm -hmm. allow myself. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you see that. It's like, I can't do that or, mm -hmm. you know, I won't do that or I can't afford it, which means I won't afford it. Right. You know, and then you get in, we can talk about words and that's a whole nother. You know. Yeah. It's you and I both invested a lot 
to get support and the trainings and the programs around us to give us the tools like that. And when, when you're around other, like when we're in those communities, I watch people in their businesses launch, right? It is like rocket fuel. And I remember the first time I made an investment in my business, I was terrified. I had never spent money like that to invest in myself, to be honest. And I feel like that's kind of messed up. Like, how had I gotten to be 40, you know, two years old and not have made that kind of investment? Because when I did, you know, I feel like I made the right investment for my business and where I was. Things took off in really great ways. And I felt supported. Because and it was, I invested in myself, in my business. Yeah. It's so great. It is so great. And people forget that or they're just afraid of that. They're afraid of success on some level or, or mm. afraid of failure on the other level. But um, it's so, you know, it, it even comes down to the whole basic thing about self-care. You know, you could break it way down to self-care. What are you doing for yourself? What do you do mm -hmm. daily? What do you do daily for yourself, Catherine? You know what? It's, it's some days I'd say are successful and some days feel like a whirlwind. Um, I have two kids, eight and, eight and 11. So but the, some days we're up and out the door and my self-care is carving out, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I always have meditation um, like on my apps or something just to help me immediately kind of if my brain is feeling really fluttery. Mm -hmm. um, that might be it. It might just be going uh, a lot of times I do for me, getting in water really helps. So something about being in water. So I do, um, getting in hot tubs, mm. right? Not hot tubs all over the place. Right. I don't like going people's back. I don't go people's backyards and just get in hot tubs. No, I go, I go to, I go to, I go to where I have a hot tub. <laughs> That's great. Coming soon to a backyard near you, Catherine. <laughs> may just be in your in your hot tub. Oh, <laughs> no, I that to me, like I will carve. Like you know what, I'm gonna start my day. I want to get in the hot tub and and really get in a good space there. Um, and that's you know a 30, 20 to thirty minute thing. And then I get on with my day. And then other times during a month, I may car. You know, I may carve out a day that um, what's gonna rejuvenate me. The self care is connecting with with good friends. Right, having that deep connection and that meaningful conversation where that fills me up, right? I've learned that. How about for you? Oh, I do a lot. Yeah. I run um, mm. almost every day. Power walk, run is part of my meditation. It's part of my, my power. Mm. Um, really sets up my day. I do med sitting meditation. I do lots of journaling. Um, I want to get more massages. There's things I'd love to do more of, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Mm -hmm. it's important to me and and because i'm also a dancer i really have to take care of my body in a lot of ways um, right you know especially as an as an older dancer um so i, I get body work i get chiropractic work i'm i'm a vegan i'm crazy mm -hmm. about food i love to cook i love to eat i eat really well i love mm. you know so i feel really good yeah that's great but it's easy to slip it's easy to let it slide you mm -hmm. get really busy, which I hate to use the word busy, you get full. Yeah. Um, and you, and you let yourself slide a little bit. So I'm, I'm pretty good about not. Mm -hmm. You know, I think being an entrepreneur 
that's where I pull a lot in hearing you see yourself, right? With, with, with you have the expertise in the in the care of being a dancer, um, of being a competitive athlete. In that same regard of how am I taking care of myself for like peak performance, mm-hmm. right? Because I do see what happens, how becoming overly tired or trying to accomplish too much. Then the, the internal thinking starts to shift because I'm not operating in an optimal state. And so you start to see things shift and really noticing what's the, what are the parameters for when I'm taking care of myself and there's a peak performance, you know, optimal levels, um, and everything is kind of humming along. And that means that you're thinking about what we're eating, our movement, um, sleep, all those things. Like it applies as a dancer, applies as a, I'm a squash player, so I'm a competitive athlete. <laughs> that there's that squash thing. Yeah, that thing. Um, it, it all, like all those, we, we still treat ourselves in that peak performance, right? And that should be with us every day anyway. Every day, every day, it is. It's like we happen to learn it because we were in, the, in those other areas of dancing and sports. Like, yeah. it was a non-negotiable. Right. Right? If you want to get to that level, if you want to be competing, dancing, you know, performing at those levels, you just learn that. That's just the baseline. But we all can use that. that's it that's it i mean it's it's we have to be but we don't have to be we choose to be the best that we can be yeah that we can live this life the fullest and and contribute and give back and have the love and have the connection and have the purpose um and and love what we do why would Mm -hmm. we be here if we couldn't do those things right it's such a great opportunity right this life gives us great opportunity for that and to really grateful for that every day. Mm. Every day. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I have a very big gratitude practice. I would not be here if I did not have that practice. Mm. A lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Well, it has been so good to talk to you. I'm like, wow, we could like just keep going. I know. It has been great, Paula. Thank you so much for inviting me to this conversation. Oh, I loved it. Oh, and you do have a little a little something something for yes. our viewers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to share, you know, some more details or some more insights when we're talking about, well, what can you do to, to elevate your presence? What can you... Um, what are kind of practical and tangible things that you can do starting immediately? So I have, um, I have something for you guys that's uh, the five keys to authentically elevate your presence. And this will go through five of, I'd say, the most important um, insights that I use with all my clients. It's really a sh- perspective shift, right? Because we talked about it's hardest for us to see ourselves. And so through these past versions, how do you get really clear on what you're presenting mm-hmm. and, and how, how much are you revealing yourself to the world, right, in, in a really genuine way, and how can you, what more can you do? So there's some visuals there to help, right. um, 
And I think it's a really good way to just kind of get more specific for people who are, who are wanting to wanting to do more. That's awesome. Thank you for that gift. Oh, you're awesome. welcome. I will put all her links, of course, below, and you know, join her email list, get her get her gift. And um, by the way, your website is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, check out her website. Thank and, you. And um, hopefully, you can catch her somewhere on the on the travels. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to stay put in Portland more and put on events here. So anyone who stays connected, that'll be an easy way to learn. You know how to how to maybe do come do an event in person or you know. Great. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm gonna play my song. Because as we grow and shift and learn and experiment and experience life, it will never be the same. And I love that. And I love dancing. Because <laughs> you got to get that on. So thank you so much, Catherine. I really appreciate it. Thank the you, Brian. I love, love the, the juicy nuggets in all of that. And I love what you do. It's very important to the world. Thank you. Um, and I am Paulette Ristini. I am your tribal hostess. Movement, momentum, and magic is my coaching practice. I'm also that gypsy caravan tribal belly dancer that kind of goes around the world. Uh, and um, I'm really, I love that you were here. I love that you've been here to listen and share with us this conversation. And we will see you next time. Thanks much.